Coming up on this medium talk, we talk to Shy B from AskShyB.com and uh we get into it about a bunch of stuff but listen the audio quality is a little messed up he's in a public space he uh had to uh get had some wi-fi issues and things of that nature so hopefully everything comes out where you guys can understand it and hear it and i really hope that you enjoy the show but i just wanted to warn you if uh there's some technical or audio issues in it we tried to work around it as best we could and uh, I put it out because I felt that the interview was really good, despite all that. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this me- episode of Medium Talk. Peace. Hi, welcome to Medium Talk with Rodimus Prime. Uh, today I have a very special guest on. Uh, it's time to do some Medium Talk. It's for people that don't like, you know, big talk, but also kind of bored by small talk. Um, so I brought my man Shy B on um, from com. Um, you also know him from Twitter at Ask Shy B. Uh, what's going on, Shy man? How's everything going for you? Everything is going great. I appreciate you having me on the show. No doubt, man. Um, I've been looking forward to this for a while. Um, now, for the audience, can you tell them what exactly does Shy B do, and you know what is AskShyB.com? Ask Shy B is my program that I've created. I'm a life and relationship coach. And what that entails is I help people build happier, healthier, longer lasting relationship using sound morals, values and principles as the foundation. Cool, man. Now you also have several um, different services. You do that because you're a life coach, life coach and a relationship coach. Um, you do like mentoring. Um, you've written a, a book. So um, can you tell me, like, what exactly does the, the mentoring look like? What, what exactly do you do there? Absolutely. You know, I, I definitely enjoy reaching out to the teens because um, as a young black man, I'm able to relate to them a little bit better than um, the parents might be able to connect with them. And it's important that a young teenager knows that the education is everything. They need to focus in school and and get ready to prepare themselves for the outside world. So what I do is I help them to focus on their skills and develop them and prepare um, to move on to the next level. Now you um now that's the thing you do look pretty young man. I didn't even think about that. How, how old are you if you don't mind me asking? I'm 29. 29. Okay, yeah, that's not I mean no that's that's young enough to to know some things, but you know uh or old enough to know some things, young enough to do some stuff about it. Um, <laughs> Now, you also have written a book. Um, what, what exactly is Food, Sex, and Peace of Mind about? The title of my book is Food, Sex, and Peace of Mind, What a Woman Needs to Know to Keep a Man. And I always tell the ladies that men are very simple. All we want is food, sex, and peace of mind. And that's why I put that right smack dab on the title. But inside the book is what will get a woman everything that she wants and needs out of a relationship. And the key to it, getting a success out of a relationship is knowing your worth, knowing your value, and then adding that value to the other person. So I encourage men and women to read this book to see how they can get the most out of a relationship. Now, do you get is now is the book directed towards women because women are the people who normally uh, seek out relationship advice and seem to be interested in that. And men seem to be more uh, shy about, you know, asking for advice. I think it has something to do with our male egos. You know, you don't want to ask anybody for help. You just want to do it on your own. Um, or is it just that, uh, you know, you, you felt like a, more of a calling to write uh, towards women? Well, when I first started doing life and relationship coaching, I noticed that 
women were more open to receiving relationship advice. So as my audience grew and grew and grew, like right now I'm, I'm almost at 40,000 followers on Twitter. Mm. Most of that, 70% of that is women. Mm. And when I would write my blogs and when I would write my tweets and all my Facebook posts, I would try to cater to the people who I know are listening. But as I grow and people are spreading the word about me, I notice that more and more men are coming. So one of my next book is going to be geared directly towards the men. Okay. Okay. Um, now, um, I still feel like if you write a book about, uh, towards the men, the women are going to read it to try to find out the game plan so they can, you know, be ahead of the curve, man. Cause I feel like that's how inquisitive women are when it comes to relationships. You know, it's funny. I always joke about that. The ladies ask me all the time, Shy, you have all of these relationship tips for the women. When are you going to speak to the men? When are you going to write a book for the men? And I say, you know what? Even if I write a book for the men, it's going to be you women who go out and buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, also, like, um, what made you feel like this is my calling? This is the thing I want to do with my life. I watched some of your videos and you talked about how, um, and this is something I believe in. If you do something you love for a living, it doesn't feel like work. Even if you're constantly working, you know, it, it's a labor of love. So it just kind of blends in with your lifestyle. So what was it that made you feel like this is what I need to do with my life and this is, uh, what I'm comfortable with? That's an excellent question, and I'm happy to touch on that because I know a lot of people struggle with finding their purpose in life and finding their passion, and that's exactly what happened to me. Not too long ago, in January 2011, I found myself in a homeless shelter. Now, this is after having a bachelor's degree Mm. and after having a career um, uh, working towards a career in photography, but, you know, I was doing things my way instead of doing things God's way. Mm -hmm. So what happened was God took away everything from me. He took, he took photography services. He took away the roof over my head. I had no money in my pocket. I was miserable. And then I found myself in a homeless shelter and I said to myself, what am I doing here? And when I say, what am I doing here? I, I don't just mean in a homeless shelter. What am I doing on this earth? Mm. If I died today, would my life have meant anything to anybody? Mm. Will I have touched anyone? Will I have influenced anyone? And then right then and there, I had an epiphany. I snapped out of it. I said, you know what? Yes, I'm in this homeless shelter. And yes, I feel like some people should come to my rescue and get me up out of here. But then I said, you know what? There's a reason why I'm in this homeless shelter. Because I've been selfish. I haven't helped enough people in this world. If I would have helped enough people, there would be people calling me, checking up on me, making sure I have food, making sure I have shelter, making sure that I have money. But no, that's not the person that I was at that point in my life. Mm. And I wanted to change that. I said, you know what? I want to be known as a giver, someone who's supportive, someone that helps others. So I said, you know what? This is how I'm going to get myself out of the shelter. And then God spoke to me. He said, I want you to give your time to a nonprofit organization. Now, at first, the selfish me said, I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have a job. I don't have a roof of my head. I don't have time to volunteer for a nonprofit organization. But then I said, you know what? That's what landed me in the shelter in the first place. This attitude when it comes to helping others. So I said, let me scratch that and listen to these callers. So what I did was... I applied, I filled out a volunteer application to a nonprofit organization and I submitted my resume. Not a regular application, volunteer application. Mm-hmm. When they saw my resume, they hired me full time. 
And I said, wow, is this what God was trying to show me all along? That when I change my attitude, when I change my heart, when I have the right spirit, when it comes to giving, I get blessed. I said, you know what? I'm going to do this from now on. So from that moment on, that's the way I handle people. That's the way I handle things. And my life has been so blessed because of it, because I'm adding value to the lives of others. And what I would say to other people who struggle with finding their purpose, you have to take that spiritual journey. You have to enter into that homeless shelter. You have to humble yourself. You have to hit rock bottom because sometimes your breakdown will lead you right to your breakthrough. Mm. Now, were you very um, spiritual before you uh, went to the, were in the homeless shelter and stuff like that? Or is this something that came about, you know, after you kind of hit your rock bottom? It came about after I hit my rock bottom because I'll tell you, my mom had me and my five brothers and one sister in church all our lives. Mm-hmm. And when I became of age, I said, you know, what? I'm burnt out on church. I don't want to go to church anymore. I want to do my own thing for once. You know what I'm saying? And that's what got me to the place where I ended up. And then finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to I'm going to start listening, it, receiving the wisdom and applying it to my life. And that's the change that I made. That's what helped me be successful in my life. Now, what 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 was the homeless shelter like? Because I, I I was watching one of your videos and you said that there were some people that were like happy there and ready to stay there for as long as possible. So, like, how bad were the conditions and like, you know, what 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 was your mentality in there? Well, you know, when I when I went into the homeless shelter, I always felt that this was going to be temporary because I didn't want to spend another day in that place. I'm sitting next to men who were happy to be there, like you mentioned. They 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 felt like that was home. They didn't have any immediate plans to get up out of there. And I'm like, "Are you crazy? Do you not do you not see are you not looking around you? You got a homeless man over here. I'm talking about don't shower. You got this guy over here. He's running in and out of jail, coming right back to the homeless shelter, back to jail. I'm like, you're surrounded by people who aren't applying themselves, aren't even attempting to reach their potential. Everyone has excuses. I'm like, you know what? I can't be around this. This is this is uh, depressing. I have to get up out of this. So every morning when we when they, they told us, they say, come eat breakfast. It's at 7 a.m. You got to be out by 8 a.m. I was out that door. There was no reason for me to stay in that place. I got out of that place. I went to Barnes and Nobles. I would read books after books. I was applying to 100 jobs a day, doing any and everything that I could to get up out of that place. I would call all of my friends, all of my family members, like, listen, do you have any connections for jobs? Do you have anybody you can connect me to? While I was running around trying to develop these new skills and call people to get jobs. I was sitting on my most valuable gift ever. What I'm doing right now, talking to people, motivating them, inspiring them, uplifting them, that was my gift. Mm. I home to, to realize that I had this gift all along and I needed to humble myself. I didn't need all of the things that I thought I needed in order to be successful. I had it inside of me the whole time. I simply had to tap into it and make it manifest. Now, um, who are your inspirations out there you know when i guess in the life and relationship coach game because i know there's a lot of black celebrities doing it now uh tyrese uh rev run steve harvey like are, are these guys that, that you look to for inspiration um to find your own purpose i think one thing that all life and relationship coaches have in common is we we look to the same source and that's god 
I have respect for each and every life and relationship coach out there that's doing their thing. It's too many to name. But as long as they put God first in their teaching and coaching out of truth, I have respect for them. Now, do you ever feel like there's anybody out there that's giving wrong advice or bad advice? Uh, like, because I know uh, often people see, uh, like, I know you wrote some blog posts that people saw. And were like, I disagree with this. Do you ever see stuff and go, I disagree with that? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I think that's a part of the growing process. I think as you grow, you're going to contradict the things that you used to say in the past because you're growing. Mm-hmm. You're moving past these things, these certain uh, points that you stood firm on. And that's that's what you call progress. It's okay to be wrong. If you're right all the time, there's no room for improvement. Right. So I look at that as an area of growth when people make mistakes, when people are wrong, and they listen to the wisdom and make the corrections. Yeah, it, it always kind of amazes me because um, I follow you on Twitter and I see like some of the responses to what you say. And it always amazes me like... Uh, how many people object to it and stuff and because it's like it's just your opinion you know at the end of the day it's just one man's opinion if you don't agree with it let it be you know but it's like uh i felt like people went on a mission to try to like bring you down or something uh for a while yeah. there yeah 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 it's kind of like the crabs in a barrel mentality yeah now do you still experience you know, you that or somebody... oh, go ahead i'm sorry do i experience that yeah oh i'm like I'm like the number one star of black Twitter. (laughs) You know, every day people are dragging me down. But here's here's what I want all entrepreneurs to remember. Everyone who's reaching towards their goals, not everyone is going to be by your side. Not everybody's going to be on your side. But she needs to be loyal to the people that are. Some people don't want to see you be successful. Some people want to see you fail. But you can't let anybody stop your flow. The only way somebody can stop your flow is if you don't keep it moving. Mm. Well, I can't lie, man. I do like the way you respond to negativity. Like, uh, a lot of times you either ignore it or, you know, like retweet it or say something, you know, like kind of based off of that about, you know, like, uh, you know, let your haters be your motivators or something like that. And I kind of like that oh, response, you know, that's my favorite. That's my that's my favorite. I turn haters into promoters. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of I kind of like that, man. Um, you know what's, yeah, go ahead. Funny, you know, what's funny. Most of the time I'm relaxing. I'm eating. I'm sleeping. I'm working out or whatever. And people are actually hating while I'm living my life. And I'm like, thank you. The more you mention my ass shy be- brand the more your followers are going to know more and more and more about me and while you're you're aiming to destroy i'm going to take your destructive criticism and turn it into a positive because the people who you're trying to convince that i'm not doing the right thing they're going to see for themselves what i'm doing on my timeline and they're going to become followers that's how my numbers are where they are right now almost forty thousand strong because people follow people follow uh people who make sense they like that it makes sense to do that and how, now, how hard has it been for you to grow an audience and a community from, you know, zero to, to 40,000, you know? It's it's not hard. I always tell I, I like to use this example. I said, listen, if you have a product and nobody knows about it, nobody knows you, you haven't built trust. The first thing you should look to do is give it away. If you if you're good at something, always do it for free until enough people respect and acknowledge that you're good at it. So if you have this music CD and you see 50 people standing around, 
I guarantee you, you can build an audience of 50 people much faster by giving them your CD than trying to sell it for five dollars. So if you do that, if you're constantly building every single day, hey, follow me on Twitter. Hey, I followed you. Connect with me. Add me on Facebook. If you do this nonstop every single day, you'll see the results manifest every single day in your life. What you see on my Twitter and I have four almost maxed out Facebook pages, over 35,000 blog subscribers. What the, the reason why those numbers are so high is because I've been working diligently every single day for the past two years. Mm. People don't really notice that, but you have to be consistent with your work and you have to show people that you're serious yeah. about the work that you're doing. And they'll take your, you seriously. Not only will they follow you, but they'll refer you. Now, have you like who have you uh, always had people seek you out for relationship advice throughout your life? I know. Uh, me personally, um, you know, I've been, uh, with the same woman since I was like 16, married for, you know, uh, I guess going on 12 years this year. And people always seek me out for relationship advice. And I don't always know what to tell them, but I know throughout my, you know, regular life, people are like, Hey, I got this issue. What do you think about it? Have people always sought your, your opinion for, uh, their own relationship advice? Yes. Um, and I always tell people, people ask me, they say, what qualifies you to be a life and relationship coach? I said, well, we're all life and relationship coaches. The only difference is not everyone accepts that challenge, but I accept that challenge. I make my available for people to call me, for people to email me and contact me so that I can help them with their relationships. A lot of times, if you call the average person with your problems, they probably won't even answer the phone. They'll say, oh, no, he always has problems. She always has problems. I don't want to talk to her right now. But me, I'll answer the phone and I'll talk to you about your problems and not only listen, but I'll help you find solutions. When yeah. I look back to um, my life in high school and college and thereafter, I noticed that I would always talk to my boys about relationships about women and i would say i would joke i'd be like yo i'm gonna write a book on relationships i think we all should write books because if you think my relationship advice is something where do you hear my best friends mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I talk to them every day and i consult with them uh as well but i think we all have that special gift inside of us help someone go in a area of their lives it's simply the matter of that that we don't do it we don't use our gifts to help others as much as we should. Everyone has a, a book inside of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. People always say, what's the difference between your book and Steve Harvey's book? I say, I wrote it. <laughs> and, it's that, and it's that simple. I, I'm like, I'm not in competition with Steve Harvey. He wrote his book. I wrote mine. People are going to buy my book just like they bought his book. There was there were life and relationship before him, there'll be life and relationship coaches after him, and we all have that potential to help someone else go in a relationship. So what I did was, like I told you, when I was in that homeless shelter, while I was looking for job after job after job, I was a business all along. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize it, so I had to realize my potential and start to reach it. Mm. Yeah. Now that's the thing, man. I do feel like uh, anyone can give their opinion. It's just some people are organizing it, putting it out. I mean. Uh, you have like a blog, you have your free, uh, free relationship advice Wednesday. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, you, the difference is you're just putting your stuff out there, coordinating it and people are eating it up, man. And I, uh, I, I found that a lot of the, uh, people that were upset, they're also bloggers, but maybe they don't have as many followers. Maybe they don't have as many people, uh, checking for their stuff. Uh, so it's kind of like they can make a name off of, 
of you now at this point um because you know it's like hey he said this thing let's all you know chip in and, and say how wrong it is and maybe you'll read my stuff while you're at it and follow me yeah yeah, yeah. and you know what i would love for those people to simply call me or email me so that we can talk them talk them through their their um the issues with all uh, whatever they feel is wrong or uh, they don't agree with because that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, that when a train is moving, you know, your few attempts to f- stop that train from moving isn't going to stop it. So you might as well hop on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, too, like, I think uh, just on the outside observant, I feel like you believe what you say. So it's not really a matter of um, uh, like, oh, this dude's just trying to hustle everybody. It's like if you believe it, then, you know, you're just giving your opinion. I don't, I don't see how um, that's any different than anybody else, you know, and I, and for people to um, try to bring you down because of it, it seems like they're overreacting, in my opinion, because um, there's so many opinions. Like half, like, um, half of the stuff you say, I believe, comes from a lot of religion and stuff like that background, and people will talk trash about you, and then they go to church, and their pastor says the same thing on Sunday. So it's like, how can you be mad at this guy for saying it on the internet? Exactly. And then you're 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 you know paying money to see to hear it on on Sunday. It seems odd to me. Yeah, I always say this on Twitter: the guilty are always offended. Mm. And I think a lot of times that foolish people will miss out on the wisdom simply because they have a personal grudge against the person who's delivering the wisdom. Mm. Yeah, it gets and pretty that's personal. It, I, oh yeah, yeah, from yeah, what it, I saw, like they've they've, they've got mug shots, they've <laughs> uh, they've they've tried everything to destroy me. But it's like, listen, I'm living my life. Mm. I'm a father. I'm running a business. I'm working out, eating good. These little tweets that you're sending out to hurt me aren't even affecting me, mm. like at all. In fact, they're motivating me to keep going and go even harder. Right. I tell them that love conquers all. When you have love in your heart, nothing can stop you. Mm. And I do believe the things that I say. And I don't understand why they're so upset because I wake up in the morning, I tweet, I work out, go to work, you know, and people follow. What can I say? What do you what do you want me to do? I'm like, you know what? You should have that power, too. You should be able to tweet and have people follow your thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. That's what being a thought leader is all about. So instead of being upset and hating on what I'm doing, you need to rub up against me so you can get some of what I'm getting. Now, what um like when it comes to, you know, people that are that are like attacking your personal life, like as a as a person who gives advice on other people's personal lives, like what in your like in your mind, what is off limits for you? Because I know you have a son, I've seen that. I've seen people try to post like uh pictures of you from like relationship sites or you know like uh dating sites and stuff so like what are you like okay enough don't don't do this thing because that's too much you know what you have to show me those links from the dating sites i didn't know anything about that (laughs) oh (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you know what um here's the thing i say if you live right you worry less Mm -hmm. 
I'm totally transparent, and that's the way to be. When you start a business, when you start to uh, be a leader, a thought leader, you have to be transparent. Everything is out on the table, but that's why you have to live right. So none of these things are a surprise. People posted a mugshot from me from uh, 2008, and they thought it would affect me. I said, hmm, nice pick. I needed a shape up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's 2013. You're just now getting a load of that. That's old news. What else you got? Now, what what was the mugshot for? Like, what was what what were you getting arrested for, or whatever? Oh, you know, I was a senior in college, and um, you know, I had an an incident with my best friend, and I ended up um, getting arrested because of it. But it was just an overnight thing. No charges were pressed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have a record. So they just take the picture, and then it's like, oh, we found it. It's time to yeah. roll this out there. Man, yep. that's but, crazy. But like I, like I said, when you're transparent and things like this come up, it's like you just now finding out about this. You want me to tweet about it? Would that make you feel better? Yeah. There's nothing that you can do, nothing that you can say, no picture that you can post that can stop my flow. Right. They would love to see you mad, man. Like, that would oh, be the yeah. ultimate thing is uh you ranting or saying something that loses you followers loses uh you're standing amongst your community like um also like how much of like your personal image do you feel like uh affects your following so you know uh i noticed that you don't curse in your tweets i noticed there's certain things you don't tweet about um like how much of that is just like i don't want to lose my my standing in the community also well, you know, one of the things that I love about life and relationship coaching is that I feel good doing it. Mm-hmm. When I tweet, when I post everything that I post, when I write these books, I know that it's helping someone else. And that's also helping me. I get self-gratification out of doing this. So it's important that I put out things that are going to do that each and every day. And I'm working on being the best person that I can be. Mm-hmm. You know, no one is perfect. I'm not perfect. No coach is perfect. I'm I'm constantly growing in my life and in my walking life. So um, that that's uh, my motivation. Now, what I gotta ask this because since I got you, man, I, like I said, I see your tweets, man. What other stuff are you into? Because I know um, when you're tweeting, it's like you're you're half your brand, but then it, your brand is you. So, like, uh, do you listen to music? You watch sports? You play video games? You go to movies? Like, what kind of stuff are you into outside of just relationship advice? Oh, see, a lot of people, they see the suit and the smile and they get it twisted. You don't want to see me on that basketball court. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to see me on that basketball court. Uh, I went to St. Anthony High School. Shout out to Bob Hurley. We won state champs uh, my junior and senior year, 01 and 02. We were number one in New Jersey, number two in the country. I played college ball. Um, But I love playing all different types of sports. Um, I love being uh, a father. I have a five-year-old son. And I have them every weekend. Um, and it's just, it's so, it's so rewarding being a father, just molding him and teaching him and coaching him and showing him how to be the best man that he can be. That makes me feel so good as a, as a man. And I love spending time with my family. You know, I partied my life away when I was in college. So that doesn't really appeal to me anymore. But I do enjoy going to networking events where I can meet like-minded people. Um, also, I'm very active in the church. I sing. I'm in the choir. Okay. Uh, uh, I also do photography professionally. 
Uh, and those are things that I'm things that I'm passionate about. If you look at the cover of my book, that's a picture that I actually shot the one on the front and the back. OK, OK. Now, do you ever like watch sports? You watching the playoffs at all? That's one thing I don't do. I don't okay. really like watching sports because it's like, you know, I wish I was in the game. Right, right. Since you played <laughs> at a high level, it's like, oh, uh, man, I wish I was there. I'd rather be playing than watching. Exactly. But, you know, give me a, a main event boxing fight. I'll watch that. Okay. Okay. I hear you. Uh, MMA at all? Nah. Yeah, yeah it's a I little mean, too much. You know I did. I did. I did watch uh, recently. It was all right. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I can see how it could be a little too much at times, too. Um yeah. Well, um, cool, man. I think I pretty much asked all the questions. Oh, I did have one more question. When you want or need relationship advice, who do you ask? You know what? I have the most amazing sister in the world. And one thing a lot of people are confused about, they say, well, why don't you have any female friends? I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't need any. If I, if I, if I ever pursue a female friendship, that's someone that I'm going to look to marry because a friendship is the key to romance. But in the meantime, I have the most amazing sister. She's Miss Texas State 2012. She's uh, the best-selling author of the book Hair Loss mm -hmm. and Single on Purpose. If you look on the back of my book, she gave me a great quote. Um, and she's the best-selling author of Single on Purpose. And I talk to my sister and I give her my good idea. Ideas, and she makes them great ideas mm. my sister has been riding with me ever since I was a kid <clears throat> she's always believed in me she's always helped me put uh, work towards my goals she's always been there more than any woman and she's a great mentor she's given me great relationship advice and business advice long before she even knew that I was listening <clears throat> so I truly value her and appreciate her and also my best friends you know, they always, they're, they're, that's why they're my best friends because they help me grow. They help me grow in my personal life and my professional life. And it's good to surround yourself with positive people. If a person isn't adding value to your life, they need to be subtracted from your life. So I'm glad to have these people. Yeah, I, I'm, I actually uh, think a lot of people would be surprised that you get a lot of advice uh, from a woman because a lot of the women are the ones who get mad at their advice, you know, you know, also a lot of women love it too. But, you know, it's just kind of funny that, um, you know, people are, I think people are going to be surprised that, you know, that's the source of advice. Now, um, I'm glad you brought up that part about the women friends thing. Cause I, I forgot I need to ask you about some of the, these, you were saying like, you know, if people disagree. They need to hit you up and stuff. So let's talk about some of these blog posts. Like the first one was, um, men and women can't really be platonic friends. Every man has a motive. You want to uh, break that down real quick? Absolutely. I feel like we all place on this earth for a reason. And us men, we're the leaders. We're, we're meant to take the lead and lead a family, lead our women, lead our children into prosperity. So while we're on our spiritual journey trying to find ourselves, we're also trying to find someone that we can be fruitful and multiply with. Mm -hmm. And a great way to get close to a woman is through friendship. You know, we value different things, men and women. You know, like I said, men want food, sex, and peace of mind. A woman wants security, a man that's going to love, protect, and provide for her on a consistent basis. And what I've noticed is women are more open to um, being connected with a man because of the protection asset. Mm. She feels protected. She feels safe. Uh, but meanwhile, 
on the other hand, the man is looking for someone that he can protect, that he can provide for. And you can't spread all of your resources thin. Otherwise, you're not going to have enough to place into your home. So while a man is giving his time, his energy, his effort and his money into a friendship, he's actually looking to. OK, yeah, he broke up a little bit, man. But you were saying about women and security and um, what, what women are looking to that women are looking for security. Yes, a woman looks for security in a relationship. She wants a man who will love, protect, and provide for her and do so on a consistent basis and be loyal at that. A man, they simply want food, sex, and peace of mind. Mm. So while we're, when we're connecting in these friendships, we have different values. These values are clear. And women are more open to um, having the friendship and not necessarily wanting to lead the relationship and she shouldn't be leading the relationship. It's the man to say, you know what? I want to be friends with you. I want to love you. I want to protect you. I want to provide for you. And I want to do it on a consistent basis. So if a man is not being a leader, if he's not saying these things, he's going to find himself in the friend zone. Mm. And just because he doesn't say anything for months, for years, that doesn't mean he's not interested. That's, that simply means he hasn't built up the strength in yeah, the courage now, to say, you know what, I love you, and I want to be more than just a friend. Now, I've, I've, my wife is my best friend, so you know I can kind of vouch for some of that. But I do have women friends outside of our marriage, you know, um, that I'm not trying to have sex with. So, like, do, you, like, did you get a lot of feedback from people like that who were like, I disagree, I'm not trying to have sex with all these women, and women saying men ain't always trying to have sex with me did you get a lot of like pushback from people yeah that's that's when we have to redefine what friendship is because a lot of times people call people who are just people mm -hmm. their friends not everybody that's cool not everybody that you have a good time with it. not everyone that has great conversation with you is a friend sometimes they're just people they're just associates they're just acquaintances to be a friend you have to be emotionally invested and connected and devoted to that person so i would say that it's impossible to be a true friend to someone of the opposite sex and be loyal to your partner and your relationship at the same time so you're upping the level the requirements for the, the term friend uh to a point where uh you feel like only men only same sex people can be friends and then uh whoever your 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 lover is or you're in love with hopefully will be your friend. I feel that uh for a woman if her best friend isn't her boyfriend, he should be promoted. And if her <laughs> best friend listen, if her best friend I mean if her boyfriend isn't her best friend, he should be demoted. Uh, yeah. You should find everything that you need out of your partner so that you won't have to outsource. You know what's that funny um, is... Uh, they call it the one. Yeah, what's funny is, um, I like, to an extent, I agree because I do think that people look at love almost too romantically and not practically enough. And the same type of love that you have for, like, a friendship or a family member... <laughs> That needs to be in your romantic love, too, because that's what keeps you going through all the hard times. You know, you don't abandon family. You don't abandon that level of friendship. But I think people just are so uh, enamored with, you know, movie star love that they don't think about the practical, like, everyday aspect of loving someone. Um Another mm -hmm. another thing I wanted to say, uh, ask you about, you had a, a article about uh, a blog post about um Dudes going through women's purses, man. Can you break that down? 
Absolutely. You have um, different levels of men. And that's why in a lot of my tweets that I specifically say men of substance, Mm -hmm. because men of substance have different values from men who lack substance. So if you're in a situation where a man is has access to your body, to your home, to your purse, without having access to your heart, to a commitment, to a marriage, then you can't rely on him to have integrity. So there's no limits to the violations that he'll um, arrive at throughout your interaction with him. Mm. And I've spoken to many men, scumbags, low lives, good men, men of some, all different types of men. And to a lot of women's surprise, there are men who will go inside their purses and rob them if they don't respect them, if they don't value them, or even if they felt cheated mm. from, from out of their time and their money. Mm. Because if they'll do that to them, they're planning on never seeing them again anyway. So they say, you know what? I just got the sex. Let me see what else I can take away from her. Mm. So you're saying, leave her. so you're saying the dudes already aren't trustworthy and they shouldn't have had access to the person in the first place. Absolutely. I say when, when you move too fast, you can't expect to uh, have progress because you didn't plan for your relationship to be successful. Mm. All you planned for was to have a good time right here, right now. You're not even thinking about tomorrow. Mm. And if you and if a woman allows a man to have that kind of access to her, he's not going to value her because he didn't have to work for it. Yeah, I hear you, man. Now, I would say the that's, same thing. Uh, with uh, That's go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say that's like going to a new job. And in your first week, you're getting bonuses that you didn't even earn. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to work as hard at that job because it's like you don't have to. Yeah, I'd say the same thing about Facebook passwords, going through people's phones. Um, I th- also, I think like by the time someone's looking through your stuff for something, it's too late. Like they, the trust is gone or something's wrong already. If that person felt like, you know, I got to go through your stuff because I can't trust you. Like y- y'all shouldn't even be together in the first place. Y'all don't trust each other. Um, and the last thing that well, you, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. If, if, if you and a, another person is sleeping together on the first night, how trustworthy can they be? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't even yeah. value themselves. Right. They already giving it away, man. Just right away. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've never slept with anybody on the first night, but, you know, um, I probably would if it was the right person. I'm not going to lie to you, Shabby. Um <laughs> Now, um, looking the other thing, too, that, that I was looking at was, uh, and this is the, the post that made me aware of you. You wrote a blog, a blog post called uh, Women Who Carry Condoms uh, Aren't Ladies or something like that. And... Um, I, that was the one that I just saw the internet going nuts about. Um, oh, yeah. So you want to explain what that one was about? Yes, the name of the blog is titled A Woman Carries Condoms But a Lady Doesn't. That set Twitter ablaze. But the ladies, they totally understood where I was coming from. Because a lady, when she wakes up in the morning, she's focused on what she's going to do as a lady. When she grabs her belong and leaves the house, what does she grab? She grabs her purse. She has a little cosmetic. She has a key. She has an ID, cash, credit cards. The last thing she's going to need throughout her day is a condom. If she puts a condom in her purse 
that's indication that she's prepared to use it. So that's when she crosses over from lady to woman mm-hmm. because she's about to carry herself that's in a way that's less than ladylike. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this is not to say that a woman shouldn't protect herself. This is simply a differentiation uh, between a woman and a lady. Yeah. Not every woman, uh, every lady is a woman, but not every woman is a lady. Yeah, and you we, know, like I, I did. I did think it was unfair how people were saying that you didn't want women to protect themselves and you want them to catch AIDS and HIV and all that stuff. Cause you know, I, I didn't get that from reading it. You know, I like, it might've been uh somewhat judgmental about the idea of premarital or unplanned sex, but it's not saying like, I want you to die from a disease. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guilty are always offended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had to take it to the next level, man. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, this, well, man, this has been interesting and eye opening, man. Uh, I really have enjoyed this conversation. Um, I know we had some sound quality issues, but I'm still going to put it up and uh, I think people will be, uh, interested to, to see what you had to say, man. So, uh, excellent. Make sure you guys go check out, uh, at Ash, Ash B on Twitter or Shabby on Twitter. Um, make sure you check out com. Um, and like I said, he's got a, a book, uh, food, sex and peace of mind. Uh, he does, uh, advice. He does counseling. You can, like, call him and stuff. Um, uh, life coaching. So, uh, you can give him a call, man, and, uh, so, you know, li- listen to what you heard, man. And, and like, I, that last piece, too, about the condom thing I wanted to add was preachers say the same thing every Sunday, man. I don't know why it was so crazy that you wrote that and, and everybody went insane, but literally they're going to sit in church on Sunday and go, uh amen and give 10 percent, man i don't i don't see the difference but uh i guess it, it, it you're kind of making it work for you even with people getting mad you're, you're using it to spread the word so cool yeah like i said earlier you know <clears throat> the foolish will look at the person who's delivering the wisdom and if they have a personal grudge against the deliverer they'll miss out on the wisdom like you just mentioned, you know, some people receive the same message differently when their preacher says it. But when a life and relationship coach on Twitter says it, it's somehow differently different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I speak to my audience. My audience are the people who are willing to listen. I tell people all the time, never argue. Talk, speak to people who are willing to listen. Walk away from those who don't. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Shaw man. It was good. A pleasure talking to you. And uh, uh hopefully everybody goes to check some out and uh we'll be back next week on Medium Talk with Rodimus Prime. Peace.